1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show.
2: <laughs> Nailed it! Nailed it! Nailed it! Mark Styles of Styles Law. That was incredible. Lovely.
1: Thank you, Dr. Joe. I feel as though I, I had to step up my game because I heard maybe a Jersey accent or a Philly accent in the background, and I. I felt as though I, I had to go for it, you know, old school. Love it. And you did. You went
2: for it. It was great. It was great. Tom,
1: thank you.
2: Tom, how's your week been? How's things going?
3: Well, Dr. Joe, my spirits are high, although I am in quite a bit of physical pain.
2: Why is that, Tom? What happened?
3: Perhaps I slept on it wrong. Perhaps I had poor form with a kettlebell swing, but my right shoulder slash neck feels as though it's experienced a very deep paper cut or perhaps has been shot by some sort of orcish arrow i have been very deliberate in my movements throughout the day i uh, just finished a diet root beer that i had to lean back and just hold at my elbow at a right angle it's it's kind of fun to just have those limitations
2: is I it mean, no well you're shouldering a lot
3: yeah it's it's a thank you i, I can't top that
2: I can't no no well you're a little i mean it sounds like you're a little out of joint
1: I can't keep up.
2: So thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, can you please introduce our guest for tonight?
3: Yeah, she is a licensed clinical social worker who has spent more than 25 years working with individuals, couples and families. She presently serves as the in-house therapist for the Discovery Channel in Silver Spring, Maryland. He is a partner in the Washington DC Metro law firm of Joseph Greenwald and Lake Pennsylvania, PA PA. For more than a decade, he has been chosen as one of the area's top divorce lawyers by multiple publications and recognized as one of the best lawyers in America and a Washington DC Metro super lawyer. Oh yeah, and they're married. Welcome <laughs> David and Julie Bullet. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, David. we're married. Oh yeah. No, we, <laughs> 30, 34 years.
4: Almost, what
0: are we hitting 35, right? Is it 35 this year?
4: I don't It'll know. be 35 in August.
2: Oh, yes. that's fantastic. I
4: like to say the 17 happiest years of my life. <laughs> nice. That's old a, joke. Old yes. joke. I, I can't let it yeah.
2: It's, it's nice how, did, it. How, did, how did you guys meet all those years ago?
4: Oh <laughs> no, there's a story for you. So you wanted my perspective or yours? Uh
0: so we so I was dating a guy that really was a jerk and um it, my girlfriend said, you know, like he was supposed to call you a few hours ago. If he doesn't call you like soon, then you're going out with me. So I said, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet somebody else. So we went to a party. It was a fraternity house, University of Maryland. And we were both at University of Maryland. And um, needless to say, I was drinking a little bit of gin and tonics and like two, two for, for one, one two for one
4: That meant four when you were <laughs> two yeah
0: so anyway um, he walked in with a friend the girlfriend that i was with knew the guy he was with and i said oh that guy is so cute and she goes i know the guy he's with we went running over and it was love at first sight for me and um
4: well we talk about this in our book for me it was a whole different kind of reaction <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah. it was was definitely it began with an l and ended yeah. with more of lust at first yeah right? but yeah yeah so we met in college
0: yeah met in college so wow I was 18 turning 19 yeah yeah
4: then i was a senior so i was 22 yep. i guess yeah. yep, yep. Love it. 34 it's,
1: years I, i'm not sure i've ever met a divorce attorney who's been married
4: I will tell you this. and People ask me about that, and, and the reality is that, aside from the fact we have a good relationship anyway, um, after a day of doing what I do, I don't have much left in the tank to argue. So, you know, if she wants to, you know, put a birdhouse on top of the, the roof, I put a birdhouse on top of the roof. You want, you want the kid to dress in green and pink and orange and black? I, I don't do whatever you want to do. We're going to have yogurt for dinner for a week? Sure. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't matter. You know, so so, but but I, but seriously though, it uh, it helps you appreciate what you do have when you see what others don't. So, and um, I mean, come on, you know, how bad, how much, how much better could I do? The answer is no.
2: <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. My my parents did get divorced. Um, yeah. it, was, it was actually an important part of of my growing up here. But my my mother always said she was a divorcee, but always wanted to be a widow. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a great line. Yeah, Thanks, that's
4: Mom.
0: a good line, too.
2: Yeah, it's a I good start, line.
0: that one along. Yeah, that,
2: right. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good. So um, you also have an incredible book. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about your wonderful book, Five Core Conversations for Couples? Yeah, I so- really want to explore this throughout the night.
4: So this was hatched, uh, I guess, four or so years ago, four or five years ago. We're sitting on the beach, and we started talking and laughing about things that, that we've been through and lived through. And, and, and in some cases, not laughing, but 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 remembered some of the, the difficult things. And it struck me that maybe we could do something with it. I had written two novels that had been published before, fiction books. And so I so said, let's see, maybe we can figure something out. So. I, I literally had kept a bunch of notes for years so just on things that had happened, funny things that she had said because she's quite the character, by the way. <laughs> and, and so we started going back through that. We we remembered some of the the things that happened, some of the stories we had, and we started to build this sort of... Um, um, Uh, multi I'm gonna say multicultural but 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 it really is because with me as a divorce lawyer and her as a therapist you know different ways of looking at relationships Mm -hmm. and different ways of looking at what causes problems and what fixes problems so Mm -hmm. that was kind of the birth of it on the beach uh one one afternoon we ended up staying there for three or four hours just just sort of banging it around Mm -hmm. and that's what led to the start of the book Mm-hmm.
2: that's fantastic yeah. yeah i mean i i think fixing problems is one of the most important things that we can do and so let's let's get right into it we're talking about the five core conversations what is there an order to them or yeah there I mean,
4: is so, so if you think about think about a relationship and and i don't know about thomas and and mark whether you're married or not but i know dr joe you are and so you think about you know, a relationship, right? And the first, the first piece is the, the the building, the filling the relationship. Is it going to work? If it's going to work, how do we have those building blocks?
0: Is it a good foundation?
4: Is it a good foundation? <sighs> what do we do to build it, fill it up, and make it grow? And then you think about the three main areas of conflict in any relationship, right? Money, kids, sex. So there's there's the three others, and the last one, the last one is sort of a catch-all. Like that th- we call it's a balancing act, which is which in which we have a lot of conversations and talk a lot about and my gold retriever too. I'm gonna go yeah, to I'm that
1: telling you
2: he's 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 right in there with there the at, the core but, conversations.
4: But you talk we talk a lot about the how to manage the I versus the we and um that it shouldn't be a versus that there they you know, people say there's no I and team, right? But we say there is an I in us, and there is an I in we, and there has to be. Uh, you know, there's not that traditional. We're all, you know, we're married, we're one heart, one soul. We don't buy into that ourselves. We just don't. So those are your five big core areas. And what the book book does is it breaks the, all those areas down into multiple conversations that we've had in those particular areas over over roughly. Thirty when the book was written about thirty years yeah. worth of of, of marriage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah,
2: that's fantastic. Of course, there's no I in sex either. I suppose. <laughs>
4: well, there it can be. Depends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the birth of the porn industry? Yeah. Oh, true. We do, and we
0: do cover that in the in we do. the in Tell, the uh in mm-hmm. the in the it's called bumping and grinding, and there's mm. you know, a whole sex chapters, several
4: chapters. We talk about pornography, and we do
0: because it's it. You yeah. know what? Porn plays a part in relationships, um, in keeping relationships together sometimes, and also tearing them apart. I mean, mm. David, of course, has you know people that have gotten divorced over over porn, and I've dealt with it in my office. You know how to navigate that if somebody is, you know, interested in the other person maybe isn't, it could be an issue. Right. Um so of course we're jumping right into the sex thing, you know, that's like,
2: Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm a psychiatrist. What what can I say? Let's just cut yeah, through yeah. all the resistance. All right and go right, right like, yeah. to the core.
4: Right
0: <laughs> yeah. no, but I mean <laughs> so yeah, so sex is obviously a, a big topic that, you know, is important for both keeping relationships together, but it also can break people up For you know, a lot sure. of times too.
2: So and it's still about respect right i mean you know it comes down to respect Let, let's let's back up i didn't mean to to jump
3: ahead it's okay, i want to like... i want to
2: go to that first step what are the foundations that you would recommend for for a strong relationship that's going to be able to withstand whatever happens well
0: you know i think that that the main that, that one you know people ask me like what are the most important things, you know, as a therapist in a relationship. And I, and I say communication and connection. Mm -hmm. Those are are two really, really big things for me. So if you are able to communicate with your partner and communication, doesn't always mean sitting down and having a face-to-face discussion at a, you know, at the appropriate time, communication can be nonverbal. It can also be realizing when is the right time to talk to somebody and when is the wrong time to talk to somebody, right. right? And when to take a break because you might be angry or you might lash out or be saying things that are not okay to say, you know, or hurtful. Um, so communication isn't always, you know, this neat little package, it, 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 but, it, but it's an important part. Um, and it's doing the hard things, you know, having hard conversations and not being afraid of, of, you know, of doing that. Um, And then the other, you know, the other piece that we talk about throughout the book is is connection and making sure that you stay connected. And I uh, we see a lot of couples that, you know, sort of put the relationship on on hold. You know, they have kids. They get too busy. They're busy with jobs. They're busy with careers. And they think that they can just kind of come back to it on the weekend, so to speak, or after the kids are grown. and, And that just doesn't work um so i think if you could pick two if i could pick two things it would be communication and connection in relationships
2: yeah mark you you are married tom you're that I am. going to be one day so what what do you what do you think you, is anything to apply here or
1: yeah i mean i, I there's there's everything right it's, put you on the spot here i love doing this <laughs> to mark. my favorite yeah, moment hi julie you're listening it's, it's so, great <laughs> yeah is your
0: wife so,
1: julie? i'd like to i'd like to uh take that opportunity to ask a question sure and um covid yeah did that spike your business
4: whose business julie's or mine
1: well both well your marriage yes. you're a marriage counselor too right julie yeah yes both. yes yeah
0: yeah i do yeah um i would say yes it's it's spiked a lot of, of couples having difficulties, um, and it definitely has spiked your business. Um, but there's also been some some enhancements to relationships with COVID too.
4: I mean, we had a um, we we did a we do some op eds now and again. We, had a, we put an article in the in the in the Baltimore Sun, mm-hmm. and and it sort of came out arose out of in in some way that we're gonna, COVID we're going to miss you, and because a lot of people have. You know, a lot of people have taken the time to take a breath, right. you know, and and do things that you didn't otherwise do or you didn't take the time to do. Uh, and, and so I think that in a lot of ways, COVID's been a good thing for people who were open to it being a good thing. Then we had the people, so we get, you know, we get some emails and stuff. We had the one woman who wrote us who said that, you know, she can't get a minute alone. She's writing to us from her closet, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, she's pooped up. That's the only place she can be by herself because her husband's there. Her kids are there. Everybody's working or in school, not in school. And it's, it, I mean, it, it's, say, it's, it's a difficult, difficult, uh, hopefully, hopefully very unique time that, uh, we won't have to live through again. There's my golden retriever with a toy. Yeah, tics. you
0: brought a squeaky uh-huh. toy. So, <laughs> that um,
2: yeah,
0: great. So, so I think that both, both the, the, the good stuff is definitely come out of COVID people slowing down and spending more time together. And then, of course, you know it magnifies if you ha- if you don't get along. If you were, you know, out of the house on purpose because you couldn't stand your partner, and all of a sudden you're thrown together, and um, it, it, it you know it makes things more more magnified for for better or or worse.
4: Yeah, but from a divorce lawyer standpoint, what happened was obviously people had no place to go, right? So so folks who were thinking of separating, first of all, courts were closed for in Maryland the district for. For the moat for all intents and purposes for three and a half, four months, shut down, done, other than emergencies and that sort of thing. And so so there was no ability to file for divorce, to move forward that way. And if somebody's thinking of leaving, where the hell are you going? Because all apartments are closed. No one's letting you in. You can't, you can't look at houses. It was just, it was so, so from that perspective, it was a it was it was a very interesting time for those of us who, those of us who are divorce lawyers who need to find ways to think outside the box. And there he is with a squeak toy. Again. I love it. It's great. <laughs>
1: Bella's probably going to come in with her squeak toy too. So it's like the uh, the war of the roses kind of.
4: Uh, yeah, that's a, you know what? That's exactly right. Without all the drama, no one hang, no hanging from. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know, was hanging from chandeliers, and the and probably not that many of us look like michael douglas but that's a
2: whole bit yeah. yeah you know your your story about the foundation when when carol and i were first married and we we already had let's see i was in my first year of residency and so as a first year resident sometimes we would be in the hospital for 72 hours straight you know straight up doing whatever we needed to do and then i would come home and carol had been home with two babies you know sophie who was maybe two and a half by that time and jason who was a newborn and it was i think one of the only times in our lives where we we were just at each other
4: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and we realized that it wasn't us it's that she was exhausted from her work with the kids and I was exhausted from my work trying to save some lives and when we got together we just didn't have anything to give each other. Yeah you were empty. Well the tank yeah. was empty. Yeah yeah. 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 But yeah. we spoke about that but we talked about that.
0: Right right so you, what you did was make it not about it wasn't a personal thing it wasn't that you didn't you know, care for her or want to spend time with her. It was just that your tank was empty. And honestly, the last part, the fight, that fifth core, which is, is a balancing act, is a lot about that filling your tank and making sure that you're that you're ready to be in a relationship and that you are doing things for yourself. So that you can be part of the couple.
4: Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, we have four daughters, right? And and so it was not at all unusual. Certainly in the earlier days of our marriage, there was no internet, right? There was, I mean, computers were there, but there were the big giant boxes. There was no email, and so I was, you know, I'm in the office every day, and 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 you you come home. And she looks like she's ready. If there was a shotgun, she'd put first she'd put it to me and then she'd put it to her own her, her, you know, I'm being facetious, but 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 we but we were able to sort of see that in each other. You yep. needed that time. So, yeah, I used girl, to get in the he tub. Would,
0: he would come home and yeah. honestly I would like hand him the kids.
4: She'd be mad if I got a haircut. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I didn't get I didn't even get to go to the bathroom by myself. Why should you get a haircut?
4: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but, yeah, so it was, you know, we did things, but but we communicated about it. So he would, like, come home. He would see that I was done. I would say, I got to go. I'd, you know, go to the CVS to buy a nail polish or, you Whatever know, works. some errand yeah. just so I could get out of the house. And, um, but we, we worked it out and we talked about it. And, um, you know, that's part you know he didn't take it like oh i just came home from a busy day at work and you're you know expecting me to do more we discussed it he knew that i was spent too and this wasn't me you know taking it out on him it was what i needed
2: yeah absolutely communication is everything and being able to say i need to take a break don't take it personally it's crucial i mean communication is is everything you know without communication we wouldn't survive as a species i mean this was this was probably our greatest greatest invention ever as human beings was to figure out how do we communicate with each other not not to each other not at each other but with each other yeah so we we spoke a bit about that foundation where do we go next
4: so from there we we drift we go to we 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 move to money uh, which we call "Money, Money, Money." I stole from i, I, I can't remember the the Motown group that did "Money, James. Money, Money." Money, money, money. money. To, I can't oh, the OJs, It was the O.J.s. Okay, That's how, O.J.s. The O.J.s. Who actually was a Philadelphia group for you? Anybody who's from Pennsylvania? I know Mark. You mentioned somebody mentioned Pennsylvania earlier, but and then from there we go to Parents and Partners, and then from there to the to the bumping and grinding, which is our little riff on the sex. on the sex stuff. But yeah, but you know, um, so money, of course. Uh, is one of those three for any anyone like I said for anyone who's been mm-hmm. in a relationship for more than six minutes. Yeah, money is an issue. Yeah. money is is one of those places yeah. that we find conflict. Mm-hmm. Spending it, saving it, giving it, making it, making it, uh, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hiding it yep. uh, is, is a significant issue. And What mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. in our book which I think is is different from, and there's a lot of books right on, on this on this shelf about self-help, relationships, communication, that sort of thing. But what we do that's different is that, is that not only do we try to sort of talk about it, but we talk about it in a very personal way. Mm-hmm. And, and Julie and I went through some significant money financial issues. One, which was caused primarily because we were stupid and we stuck our head in the sand and said, who cares? Well, well we can buy that. We'll worry about it later. And the second, which was which was primarily driven by by one of our kids who had some significant um, uh, mental health issues, and we and we went and dug uh, every dollar we could dig to try to help her. So, but but we talk a lot about money and how you can sort of work your way around those mm-hmm, issues. And mm-hmm, look,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So so I had read this book. Um, I, I don't know at at some point called The Secret. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever heard of that book don't do it it doesn't work well so the secret secret was all about like what you put out and just the universe just works out and it was great so i took that principle to heart and i was like oh yeah we should just buy that because we'll find a way to pay for it and and you know like keeping up with the joneses and listen when you have four kids and you live we live in an area that's you know affluent ish and so there's you know lots of things that you can do you can do private school you can make sure the kids have you know soccer lessons and gymnastics lessons and competitive blah 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 and so we you know we kind of got into that and um we, we really got ourselves into a bad situation. The funny
4: thing is, right, that, that while we were believing in the secret, yeah, the secret the people were, were sending it. us the bills were not, had nothing to do with the secret. There was yeah. no
0: secret to them. There was no secret. To death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we sort of, you know, there was, there was a seri- series. It wasn't just us believing that things would just work out, but, you know, there was a, a business decision that he yeah, had made that a wasn't plan, a great so. business decision sure. and blah, 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 blah. So we're going bring in, that up again. Yeah, we do. We do. I call, it, <laughs> I call it a student loan. When you make a bad mistake yeah. that costs you a lot of money, I call it a student loan, right? Uh-huh. Way to put it. Yeah. You, a, you learn from it. Um, so we, we were struggling and we were trying to just figure out how to do it. And um, so I we sat down and I got that book, in, uh, Dave Ramsey's book, and it's um, money, debt. I don't know, it was with a debt diet. Total
3: and, money makeover.
0: Yes, the money makeover. Yes, thank you. And I did the snowball thing. I made the first. First of all, I want to say that I got the book out of the library because that was the first step. You don't buy it, right? Because buying is not in the debt diet kind of thing. So we got the book, and I said, "Listen, this is what we got to do. We got to follow whatever this guy says, and we've got to work on this." And we made some really big decisions and big, like, cuts and whatever, and I had gotten, he had bought me this beautiful mint green T bird for my 40th birthday, and it was sweet. I mean, real it convertible, uh, just, uh, it was great. I, I drove that thing around and it, it was great.
4: Sunglasses on. It
0: was a lot of fun. And worth every
4: penny at the time.
0: <laughs> so we had this car and then I of course had four kids. So that was my second car, right? You know, uh, I had to have a bigger car. So anyway, we had to sell the car to to be able to put, you know, to help one of our kids get to a private school because she had special needs and whatever. So that was kind of like the beginning of like reality, like, you know, you gotta do some hard things. So that was one of the many, you know, we have a, a chapter that's called Fun, Fun Till Till Reality Takes Your T bird away.
2: And uh, <coughs> that's a huge voice for
4: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I right. like it. Yeah, so, you know, we we just really talk about, you know, what we went through, how, how we dug down as a couple, how we communicated, how we, and we, listen, we fought, you know, about this. Yeah. Like, I, he was like, well, you, you know, you need to stop doing this. And I'd be like, well, you need to stop playing golf. And yeah, do it, yeah, you know, I mean, that, for
4: tat. Yeah, so that, that gets into the, the other, the, you know, and again, the book is broken down in all these conversations that we have, right? So th- that gets to this balance yeah. of power kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of idea where if you think about you know, uh, back during the Cold War, you know, Russia had fi- a, a stockpile of 5,000 nuclear warheads, so we had to have 5,002, right? And so it, we, we sort of, it was, uh, after some amount of time, we started to figure out that it was, I started to figure out, because she doesn't read history, <laughs> she doesn't talk about history, but but it was the same kind of thing, yeah. right? So so I went to play golf, and it cost me $60, So she would say, "Okay, well, you spend six hours on golf. I'm going to spend seventy going to Nordstrom. Well, you spent seventy. I'm going to spend eight. And before you know it, you know the the the, it just doesn't end. It keeps snowballing." So anyway,
0: uh, that got us in trouble. So anyway, we share a little bit about that piece and about you know money. Um, but really, money means different things to different people. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, in relationships, there's very few times that everybody has the same value around exactly how they should spend their money exactly what money means to them and therefore it causes you know problems and relationships and david sees it in his office i see it in my office and it's it's a biggie hmm.
2: so the solution
0: huh. talking about it yeah. Yeah. That, being uh, open, line,
4: yeah being open trying to take take a breath and take the time to be on the same page um, um, uh, Mark, you asked a little bit about, you know, my practice as a divorce lawyer. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who just don't know their financial circumstances mm-hmm. because my husband, my wife, they han- they handle it. I just, I use my car <laughs> I go to the grocery store. I don't worry about it, but, but what, but, but you need to know, I mean, even if that works for you and your relationship, mm-hmm. you should know. What's going on? You should know where we have things, where we owe things, what our mortgage is, mm-hmm. um, what our utility bills cost, that sort of thing. You know, so not it, it's not a bad thing. Uh, some people think it's threatening, right? Well, he, she wants to know how much I paid for this or that, but that's that's silly. I, I right. think it's silly. I think I think being aware of what you have mm-hmm. and what you need isn't a, is a good thing.
0: And being honest about being it honest because about there is it, yeah. there is a lot of deceit. You know, people people often don't know you know, or we'll say, oh, I didn't even know we were in such bad shape. Like, you know, David, has, there's a chapter called The Repo Man. And this woman, you know, had her car repossessed and she didn't even know that they were not as wealthy as, they, as she thought she was, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's difficult. So, you know, having conversations about money, asking about money and and negotiating.
2: Hmm. So it sounds like it has to be that first foundation. Uh, the communication and, and the trust, and then, not to be ashamed if if you don't have the money. The the money isn't the only criteria for how much you are valued.
4: Absolutely, and, and, absolutely, you are 100 right. right. And you know, people come to, you know, come to that issue very differently, right? You know, I might have been raised in a in a in a family that didn't have anything. You know, you don't want to listen to Abraham Lincoln. I walk to school with no <laughs> shoes—that kind of thing. But you know, I didn't. And and we and and our daughter is married to a, a young man who's who's amazing, but but was raised in a very very different culturally, and so so things that 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 she may have th- thought was nothing, he looked he may have looked at and said, "Wow, well, wow, that's that's really that's that's a big thing to him." Yeah. And 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 people, so people come to that from different places, and I think you need to realize that. We aren't mm. all raised in the same roof, under the same roof. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: money is power, you know, in relationships too, be. and it can be. Um, so that it plays out in that way as well.
2: It's interesting um, because there's so much value that we do not reimburse for. You know, I mean, Carol has been the most incredible mom. And that's why I'm blessed to say that we have incredible kids and the government isn't paying for that. You know, who, who pays for that? I mean, but it's, it's so much more than just money. And I think that's part of of why value is so important. It's, it's the core of of the I am approach that everybody wants the same thing. We just want to feel valued by someone else. Mm -hmm. And that, that is beyond just money. No question Absolutely, no question about it. So we have an a, a, an up and coming topic that I'd like to talk about. Sorry about that. Sex. It is. Oh, you get that? It's yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I'm good with that. Good. Thank you.
3: Up and coming. We were so close to going the whole hour. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
2: Um, so yes, it's such an important part of any relationship. Let's let's spend the last few minutes talking about that. Sure. where do you want to start
4: well let's start at the beginning right this is this my this is, my, this, is this, this is a topic that's that's that, that, that is close to me because Julie I think you, you know and I make jokes about this we talk about this in the book that she sort of thinks I'm a one-trick pony right mm-hmm. you know a uh, uh, little action once or twice a week I don't need anything else and I'm happy as a clam I can live my life in in utter peace and she's right okay <laughs> 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 Great. she's pretty, pretty much right. He's pretty easy. She, she's pretty much right, but 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 sex is a very in my practice, mm-hmm. sex is an area where people constantly bump and grind, and that's the name of the section in our book because because people have. Did to, you say
2: the name of the section?
4: Section. Yes, section. Section. Oh, a, section. Section. section you know, you're, you're a very funny guy for a guy, for someone who wears a sweater vest. Like,
2: <laughs> thank you so much. thank <laughs> you and, then he's a, and he's a
4: psychiatrist.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, even
4: worse. Very impressive. Cool. Yeah. But you know, sex is a place that people have an endless amount of conflict. It's mm-hmm. how much, right? How often? What do we do? How do we do it? Um, power, it's power. power. It's, it's power, it's used to manipulate. He wasn't
0: nice, so I'm not going to have sure. sex with him, mm. you know, yeah. those kinds of So, things.
4: so I use this, I use a metaphor, right? Remember the old, old meatloaf song, um, I'm, I'm waiting for the end of time so I can end my time with you, right? You remember yeah. that line and, and I can't remember the name of the song. it was Paradise by the dashboard lights, yeah. right? So, so, so if you put a room of 500 people together, Dr. Joe who 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 you know couples couples whoever they are and you say to, you say to those people i want all you people who are happy in your sexual relationship to raise your hand wouldn't be a lot of rela- hands raised probably mm. number 1 and number 2 if you ask those people if if you're happy in your if your if your sexual relationship is good are you happy in your marriage that would be 100% Ninety-nine percent, I think, of the positive responses to question number one. And 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 it's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. No,
0: it's but not what I happen.
4: say is and what I've always said, excuse the pun, but it's the grease that keeps the wheel turning in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, I now not for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, and let me just and I and I do like to caution because I have yeah. worked with couples that are in sexless marriages for different reasons. You know, there's sometimes, pe- there's medical reasons and sometimes there's emotional reasons. So there are definitely couples that are happy that do well in relationships that don't have sex. So I don't, you know, I just wanna, like, that's my little asterisk kind of thing. Um, but but overall, commu- communication is, is done through sex in a lot of ways. Connection is through sex. So when you think about deepening relationships, sex is an important part and being vulnerable and trust and and all those things that go along with it. Um, So again, you know, I see, I work with couples that are having difficulty, you know, in the bedroom and David certainly sees couples that are divorcing because, in part, because sex
4: hasn't, been what they wanted it to be sure i mean it's it's like i I, like i said it's it's not it i don't think it's one of the spokes i think it's one of i think it's more of a hub in a lot of ways because if you're it's not again it's not a cure-all right you know and you would know dr joe more than i would it's not it doesn't cure everything but it certainly doesn't hurt it's like oh i want my daughter to marry someone who has money Right. You know, it's the old days, right back the old days that we would say, I want our child to marry someone who's who's got a good job. Well, that's not it's not it's it didn't cure things. It doesn't make sure it doesn't ensure success, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that I'm attracted to her. And by the way, you know, who wouldn't be, um, just saying. Uh, <laughs> just keep on drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. And, and so, so uh, I think people have to be more sensitive to that. I have, I represent a lot of folks, you know, who, who, where that, where that's a problem. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
4: It is. Yep.
2: Yeah. But there is a power component to it, isn't there, as well?
0: Yeah absolutely. Like I said, money is is one piece of it. Sex is another. Those are two very common places to gain, you know, or take away power.
2: Yeah. And, and again, for, from a sort of evolutionary perspective, uh, I mean, it, it's one of the things that, that kept us going as a social animal. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there a difference between the way a man approaches it, and a woman approaches it, in the sense that has there have have you had couples where the woman wants to have sex? I think we always think of it as you know the man really wants it, and the woman says oh, no, no. But there are times where that's reversed, wouldn't you say?
0: A- absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And very often in in relationships, there's there's a discrepancy, you know, a discrepancy. For desire. by the way, I'm
4: not in that rela- that type of <laughs> I'm just telling no, it. Just, <laughs> right. just just
0: to but, but, I mean, but yeah, very often <laughs> there's a discrepancy. You know, it, it's like it's like how much water do you drink? How thirsty are you? Do you and your partner drink the same amount of water? Probably not, you know. So if you looked at it that way, there's probably very few couples that are drinking the same exact amount of water every day.
4: Mm,
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So you have to work it out. What does it mean? Do you take it personally? How do you, you know, how do you work it out in that way?
2: And and do you find that, that it changes as either the marriage goes on or the people get older?
4: Yeah, it, do, it, it does. I mean, like someone will say, um, oh, look at them. They must have just met each other or they're not married or they've only been married a certain period of time. And I say, and I always, my response always is, so what? Whatever got you together, mm-hmm. why shouldn't you? And I understand, listen, familiarity breeds contempt is a is an expression that's lived for thousands of years for a reason because it does. But it shouldn't, I don't think, in a in a relationship in a in a in a, in a marriage yeah. or in a sexual relationship yeah. you should why should because why shouldn't you hold hands at mm-hmm. 60 like you did when you were 21 yeah
0: why not and, and you listen it does change i mean the the excitement you know changes the the you know it, it just it just does but you have to work at it to make sure that you're still connecting in that way yeah
2: yes. I, I i had a couple um in couple therapy, and they were wonderfully in love with each other. They had some things that they needed to work out, and the the wife turned to the husband and said, do you remember when we were younger? Um, She had arthritis at this point. She was like in her mid-60s. She said, do you remember when we were younger and um, I would wake up flexible and you would wake up stiff? (laughs) And now I wake up stiff and you're flexible. So (laughs) I I thought, I thought it was a great, great line. Yeah. You know, not bad. That's
0: true. But right, you have to work out on, you know.
2: Maybe you can be stiff and flexible. Right. But but what they were doing was showing humor. That they were using humor as a way to address whatever the conflicts were, is they would then use humor and all of that limbic limbic emotion and anger would just sort of subside they had a wonderful way of addressing each other and the conflicts that they would have humor was a huge part we've got a a few minutes left the i am approach you know um the idea that that we are always doing the best we can at every moment in time influenced by four domains the home the social the biological and the i see the way i see myself the way i think other people see me because the four domains interconnect a small change can have a big effect you don't need to change everything Mm -hmm. so what small change could you recommend to our listeners so that they can have a more rewarding relationship
0: well i mean i would i would promote having conversations communicating with each other and um i always tell people you know even if you're not great at it even if it's hard for you start it's sort of like a muscle Um, And as you practice it and get used to it, it can grow and get bigger and get easier and get better and get stronger. So, you know, bring up something that's hard, you know, that maybe isn't like the biggest deal, but just to kind of get practice and, and talk about it. So I mean that's what our book's about is is conversations. Each, after each core conversation, uh, conversation we have something called couples kickstarters, which are questions for couples. So when you read about parenting, or you read about sex, you read about money.
2: Yeah. And in the the last couple of seconds, you control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. David and Julia, what kind of influence do you want to be?
4: Everyone has problems. Everyone has issues. Don't look on the television and think they don't. Don't look at Facebook and think everything is great. You are not alone. We all have troubles. We all have issues. It's how you deal with Wonderful. them. that matters?
2: Terrific. We will be posting your website. We'll be posting the how to get to the book. Folks, thanks so much. Ben, we'll see you next week. Tom, I hope your uh, your shoulder feels.